All right, welcome back to another Midwest Flyways podcast. I'm your host, Cal Ness, and across from me, we have Joey Vasallo. Also joining this podcast this evening is Quabby Cowdo over there in the corner. Whittle so Quabby. Whittle Whittle so Quabby. Dude, you know what, Carter? We made a rule at work, actually. This is really important. Um, that if you are being crabby, then it's not you who gets to decide if you're crabby. It's the other people that you're around. They get to decide. Me and Phil came up with this system when we would both tell each other day by day, hey, man, you being kind of crabby right now? You getting a little crabby? And then it turned into crabby Calpendo. <laughs> <laughs> and so now we've come up with the rule because we fought about it so much that it's if I think Phil's crabby, then he is. I decide if he's being crabby. Because mm. if you are crabby, you'll never be like, yeah, I'm being crabby right now. Most people are like, no, I'm not. Nothing's wrong. It's not me. So, Carter, <laughs> you're being crabby, dude. I'll, I'll just I'll just do it. Boo box. <laughs> Good job, dude. Boo box yourself. Right out the gate. I love that. Guys, what we're going to be talking about on this podcast episode is duck numbers and how annoyingly confusing that is. Carter's crabbiness. Duck opener. Goose opener. Just the fall is here, as Derek said. We got a bunch of big Tonys detasseling corn. That video made me laugh so hard. Unbelievable. <laughs> bunch of goobers. But yeah. I'm I'm horny for fall. Yeah. I'm horny, dude. Me too. Carter's always horny, but I'm horny right now. Yeah. You know? Definitely. 21-year-old. <laughs> yeah. So horny. Uh, I will say, you do get to decide if you're horny, by the way. <laughs> 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 Like I just we decide if you're crabby, but in terms of the horniness, I'll let you ride with that one. It's happened um, to me many times. I'm crabby, but I'm still horny. Yeah, you know. Uh, this podcast, by the way, is brought to you by a beer that makes me kind of horny. Delicious beer, outlaw <laughs> beer. And here's the thing: there's a deal going on right now, which is, I'm I'm shocked. Tate Hartman has already abused it. Yeah, and I'm telling you. <laughs> We have a good listener following in Illinois, and when the kids in Illinois find out that they can go and get beer, and if you take a picture at the liquor store with the beer... Taking so <clears throat> long to say it, but... And tag tag Midwest Flyways and Outlaw Beer in your Instagram, then Outlaw Beer will reimburse your beer. Mm-hmm. Free, it's worth free it. beer. Buy we're one, really, get we're, one. We're, we're for the people here. Buy one, get one. Well, yeah. But they reimburse you, or they get to send you a beer, send you a case of beer. Yeah, whatever, sick, free beer on us. We like Enjoy. free beer. So, anyway, Carter, can we get an intro? Yep. Carter's oh. still crabby. So. <laughs> I get a lot of emails for this, by the way, but if you want that as your ringtone, that intro song, you can email midwestflowers at gmail.com. Stop send it to you. messaging me yeah. for the ringtone. For real. It's weird, too, because they come from the podcast. So right. like, the way you find out you can get it is because we say email midwestflowers at gmail. Then you email message us. Midwestflyways at gmail.com. Yep. Or Not just, Instagram. Or just send an Instagram message to more ducks, please, on Instagram. Damn, it gets automatically crabby, sent bro. out to you. He's so crabby. So upset. Yeah. Well, someone pissed in Carter's Cheerios today. <laughs> yeah, they did. And that's okay. I his think it's dick, he, s- he skipped Cheerios today, remember? Mm, yeah, his dick's been in the dirt never ever since Cheerios. the pee-pee and the Cheerios. You've never had Cheerios? Never had You've Cheerios. You've never eaten Cheerios? Up. Nope. What? <laughs> no, didn't eat cereal growing up. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Like, bro, this kid hasn't seen any good movies. He hasn't eaten cereal. All right, guys, I'm going to put you on to something here real quick. We didn't. This is not in the schedule here, but I'm going to put yeah. you on to something that is just unbelievable. My dad is a fat kid at heart, and he's like, Joe, this is the best cereal of all time. Cinnamon graham crackers. I'm like, no. I remember being like eight. Oh, and like you real take, graham crackers. Yeah, like graham crackers. You yeah. go and get cinnamon graham crackers, and you split that shit down the middle, and then you break it into fourths, yeah. and you put that in the bowl of cereal. Now, here's the trick. You have to eat it quick, because otherwise it turns, so it sucks soggy. up all the milk, so you have to yeah. woof that shit down. And by the time you finish the package, you realize that you made a grave mistake. 
and it all expands in your stomach. Uh-huh. It's wild. But the taste. <laughs> so full. The taste is, uh, it's. Unreal. It's beyond. Better than cinnamon life. <laughs> Can't lie, dude. Not I've, even I've never done this. Like I've never done the graham cinnamon crackers. graham crackers. No, not me. they're expensive now. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you know this five bucks a box. Yeah. Well, because we got s'mores for the wedding. Oh, so we had normal graham crackers. It was like four bucks a box. Yeah. Can't imagine. Not. Go to Aldi. Yeah, yeah but that's not honey made. No, you know, or whatever. Definitely not. Whatever the brand is, I don't know <laughs> what brand is the blue box. Yeah, the blue box. The blue box. The blue box. The blue box. You weren't quick enough. You gotta turn yeah, the volume. But that's, then that's press a good button. Call. But yep. So, um, you know what? That also brings me into another topic. Here. Yeah, let's do this. I want to do the let's do the weird and extravagant. Today. So, Carter's never had Cheerios, which is just mind blowing, insane. Okay? And that has to be a lie. And if it's not, we're breaking it out before you go. Yep. Okay. Now, you know, with like the the Cheerios B. He has that little wand. Oh, yeah? It has, like, the circles in it. Mm-hmm. The fuck is that? What do you mean? That's what they use for honey. That's a honeycomb. Mm. It's a honey wand. Why? Because then the honey falls in the cracks of it, and then it hangs on the end of it instead of just dripping off the end. But it's still dripping off the end. Yeah, but as you twirl it, it releases... I don't know. This is, I Honestly... I sound like I know more. Like Carter's gonna look about it. it. Carter's gonna look it up, but that has to be the reason. That makes no sense. The honey would sit into the crevices of the wand, and then as you twirl it, more honey drizzles off. You know, <laughs> like just use a spoon. Like, just use a spoon. That's what I was just gonna say. Like, why isn't there just a spoon? It's called a honey stick. A honey stick. Okay. It easily scoops honey out of the jar without dripping all over your counter there and providing more control when dripping your honey. There it is. It's like the little olive oil bottle that like has the silver nozzle or the metal nozzle on it. It's just a drizzle, so you can just barely drizzle the olive but oil. But do they put that on the packaging? What? You know? Do they put that little silver tip on the packaging and go, look it off. Look at Mary. What are you saying? Like the graphics? <clears throat> anything, like on the graphics? Anything with honey on it has that stupid little honey one. Cheerios, the graham cracker box. It's identifiable. Oh my gosh, bro. Do you smell burnt toast? Because you definitely <laughs> just had a stroke. stroke bro. Definitely just had a stroke. Identifiable. Identifiable. That one. That's that public school system from Chicago. Yep. Really coming in clutch Top right of now. the class. Identifiable. Top of the class. Graduated yep. first in my class. How many kids you graduate with? Ten. Yep. Yikes. He was the only guy. <laughs> No, we actually yeah. talked about this on our way out to Were North you homeschooled? <laughs> My mom is a teacher. We actually talked about this on the way to North Dakota. Yeah. He did just enough to get by. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm proud of you for that. Yeah. Because I honestly thought you were a nerd. Number one in the class. Were you number one? Uh-huh. What? Uh-huh. With C's. With A's and B's, but not doing my homework. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Oh. do his homework. Okay. At my school, homework was more important than the tests. Because there was just a lot more kids that I don't think we're going to do good on the test, but got the homework done. You know what mm. I mean? That's the problem with high school kids. Most of them are dumb. And so they need the homework because it's like, can right. you do this? It's not, do you know it? You the, know? Here's the part that upsets me, and I'm so excited that we're going to homeschool our kids, is we're paying taxes, right, to go to the public schools. Right. And those taxes are meant to pay the teacher's salaries. Right. Right. So now, why aren't you doing your job and teaching them while they're in school instead of being like, well, I'll just do it at home? You know, like we go you to school homework. for eight hours a day. Why are we bringing it home? I'm paying $10,000 to go to college and I'm doing it all at home. Right. What the fuck? Yeah. So annoying. You know how much better of a student I would have been if I didn't have any homework? I guarantee I would have had all A's. Yeah, I got F's because I didn't turn any of the homework in. Exactly. And then I got A's and B's on all the tests. Right. So then I would pass barely with C's. Here's the thing. If you were to look at Cal and I's GPAs, because we were the same person, if you were to look at our GPAs, we would be so stupid. Yeah. But now, if we just didn't, if we did our homework. What did you graduate with? Whew, I think it was like a 2.3. Yikes. 2.1. 
Not good. Like barely passed. Did a yeah. semester of uh, summer school for English. Yeah. In I, my senior year. I want to say 2.7. No. Dude. For me. No, dude. We were very close. Yeah, but I feel like it was... You were in the 2.2 2. 2 to 2.4 range. Somewhere in that 2.4 No, because we both right. like... We both were like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I said 2.7. Like, that's not that far from a... Mm. It might have been a 2.3. I don't know. It could have been a 2.1. Yeah, like, were you in it trouble of good, not graduating? Though. I needed everything. <laughs> <laughs> Is that... Does that paint? Does that paint a clear picture? Yeah, you were in the lower twos. Like I needed my classes. I needed to pass every class senior year to graduate. Yeah, no, you were in the lower echelon. The lower echelon of the yeah, twos. Yeah, C minus territory. You guys want to hear something crazy? This is insane. Probably I've upset my mom actually saying this. One semester in high school, I got a point eight. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> a point eight GPA. I feel like you get a one for showing up, bro. I didn't show up, name, dude. <laughs> like I didn't do anything. Oh, you want to hear? Do it. You want to hear a really bad story? Yeah. So, took the ACT. So bad. I took the ACT. So hungover. You, <laughs> dude. So first of all, how do you even get like that number scoring? Like a thirty-six was a perfect score. Yeah. On the ACT. Yep. Yeah. Um, you get a 12 for signing your name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Literally a 12 uh-huh. for signing your name. And I got a 17 the yes. first time I took it. Yes. I had a classmate that got a nine. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> that's not possible, dude. That yep. guy, he slept through that. No, it, that's what happened to me. What? I was so hungover and I got two hours of sleep and my dad woke me up and he's like, oh my God, you smell like booze. Go brush your teeth, take a shower so your mom doesn't smell you. We're driving you to the ACT. I'm like, what? That's today? What did you end up getting on the ACT? Oh, I retook it and got a 27. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. No, that's but really I, good. There were so many questions I had no idea. Thank you, private school. <laughs> but it was like... So bad. I remember falling asleep during the test, and they're like, five minutes left, and I had filled out 17 questions. I'm like, hmm, if I put C for every answer, and I was just like, C, 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 A, B, D, A, 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 B, 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 C, D, I just did that. So no shit, I got a 17. But there's no way you did that. 100%. You went to the ACT, paid for it, and then said... You know what I'm gonna I passed do? out. A B C D C C C C B D B A B C D. That's why I said it's a bad story. Holy it's shit! A bad. What did you get, Cal? I got a 23, and then never <laughs> retook it. You never retook it? No. Doesn't I matter. knew I was going to JUCO. I didn't need it. Oh my god! <laughs> At that point, I had already decided what I was gonna do, so I was like, "No way! I don't. Re- I don't need to retake it." You didn't retake it, huh? I only took it once. 23. Oof. That's bad. You didn't get a 27. I did. 27 is pretty smart. I got 29. You got a 29? Yep. Fuck, that's bad, Carter. I know. doesn't take much. I expected 30s for you, to be honest. You're going to need them. Top of the class. Only got a 27. All that to get in St. Cloud State. 29, 29 he said. Yeah, I could have gotten into St. Cloud with a 17. You can get into <laughs> St. Cloud with a 19. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. 17, they accepted it. Oh. Yeah. Nice. But... Anyway, yeah. I I yeah, I, I got a 23 and was like I don't need any more than that. So that was it. <laughs> that 23 got me a leadership scholarship at Augsburg. That's so ridiculous. It's so bad. It's really bad. Leadership though. of what M- messing around football team. <laughs> that was a football thing. That's what they do at these D3 schools, bro. They can't give out any scholarship money for for sports. Mm-hmm. They give out a leadership scholarship. Or, like, they find all these fucking scholarships. Therefore, like, it wasn't like I was getting a bunch of money. I think it was, like, a few grand, five grand or something. Mm. But they just, like, find a little that helps. A little twinkle here. It helps. Yeah. It doesn't help when it's, like, $35,000 to go to school. But, you know, is what it is. Anyway. Yeah. You know, I was pretty dead set on going into the military. So, it didn't right. really matter to me either. Yeah. Actually, I- no, that did matter. 
the ACT did matter. I think in that's the military? Why. Yeah, it uh, allows you for, to get like a higher bonus or something. Weird. And back then, they had a 40 grand signing bonus for the Army. Oh, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. The year that that's I was going to join, it was 40 gra- 40K. That's crazy. That's probably like a four-year. Like you commit to four years, and they give you $10,000 a year or something. No, yeah, they, they split it out between your service. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. But um, All right. Well, this podcast is also brought to you by First Light, and we should talk a little waterfall. We got a bunch of new stuff in that we're super pumped to try hey, you're out. you're wearing one of them. I am right now. Rugged wool. Um, you're going to want the rugged wool hoodie. Go get it. Sick. Absolutely love it. Uh, and they have some other sweet stuff that's coming out as well. Um, I really love some of the mid-layer stuff, actually. Origin hoodie. It's nice. It is nice. Super nice. But yeah, go and check out the stuff that they have on their website. It is really good stuff. The cash, big fan of that. So go and check all their stuff out. Firstlight.com. All right, dude. What are you most looking forward to about Duck Opener? Just hunting on the water. Yeah. You know, just the chaos of where we always hunt. It's just so many birds I think we're sleeping out there again? God, I hope not. Bet you are. I really hope we're not sleeping out there. Yeah. If not, I think it'll. I think it'll be one of those deals where we won't be able to sleep, and then we just say, "Screw it, let's leave at two a.m." Yeah, type of a deal. Potential. So, There's potential for that. I would bet we find ourselves taking a good snooze out there with Wade there, bro. It's not going to happen. What? You're not going to sleep? You're no, saying? he's not going to sleep. <clears throat> oh, I mean, he can go sleep on the on the on the spot then. Him and Q-Tip just go yeah. sleep on the. Just put him in a boat and send him out. I'm very excited to to go shoot ducks in the water. Yeah. I hope that in years past, it's mainly been teal. You know, it's like a bunch of tealy boppers, which, great. Yeah, great. But I want to shoot some malpals, some wood ducks. We have been lacking wood ducks out there for Crazy, the last couple dude. years. Yeah. Whereas before, we had to really watch how many we were shooting because that's all that was coming in. Yeah. I doubled or tripled on wood ducks a couple years ago. Yeah, and last year we didn't shoot one or two, maybe? One. One. Yeah, that was really weird for opening day. But teal, I mean, I think one of my favorite things about duck opener, though, is legitimately just going back and then grilling, like, so much duck. Just wrapping duck in bacon and putting Traeger sauce on it and whatever. Oh, so good. So good, dude. The the wrapping them in bacon and putting on duck sauce – or Traeger sauce, and then lemon pepper. Oh, dude. Barbecue, a little garlic powder here or there. Oh, man. Just unreal. It's the best. Just beat my ass. It's a great capper and a great day. It's you know so what I mean? Good. It's the perfect thing. You know what I don't like about duck opener, though? All little water bugs coming out of them onto your skin as you're cleaning them. Oh, yeah, dude. Ew. Disgusting. And you'll find one or two in your hair. It's the worst, too, because by the time you're cleaning them on duck opener, it's always like 75 degrees, <clears throat> and you're in a t-shirt, and you're kind of hot. Oh, And you're like, very oh, hot. God, and now they're crawling on you, and you're just hot, and it's gross, and it's nasty. Yeah, I never liked sure. that feeling. Honestly, dude, like, just getting into the water on duck opener, like, that water's gross. <laughs> like, the water's nasty, bro. It like, is gross. Most of the spots that guys are hunting on duck opener this time of year, late in the year. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, if you're in the right spots. Thick. If you're in the right spots, that freshwater shrimp should be all up in there. Right. That's some Minnesota shit. Apparently, people don't have it in other places. Really? Like like the Midwest, it's a big deal. Other than that, they don't have it. They don't have that down south? Not from what I've heard. Not like we have it up here. Wow. Because they're eating acorns, and they're eating smart weed, and they're eating millet. They're eating everything. I know this is like a total sidetrack, but dude... Have you seen the freaking, what is that in uh, the crayfish that live in the yards in the south? Crawfish? Yes, bro. They're like burrowing crawfish. No. Yeah, it is so weird, dude. I just got totally caught up on this, dude, on TikTok. Weirdest thing ever. These crawfish, they don't like necessarily live in the water. And they go in people's yards and they're a nuisance in like Louisiana, dude burrowing crawfish in your yard crayfish they literally burrow a little hole 
in your yard and they live in there. It's insane. And people are like fishing for them, dude, in these holes in their backyards. Like they like drop a little fishing for them. Like drop like a hook and a, and then they, they, they like clamp it. They'll drop like a little ball of something in there, a dough ball or anything that this crawfish will eat. They drop it down in there on a line and then the crawfish will put his claws on it and then they pull the crawfish out of the hole. It's literally crawfish living in their yard in holes in the yard. Is it like a... You can't eat it. They're like toxic. Yeah. Is it like a thing where the... If it floods, they like find their way into the... I don't know, man. I I didn't get that far, but it's dry. Like it is a dry and they dig a little hole and they live in there. It's insane. Anyway, (laughs) totally just thought of that because of thinking of like what's in the water and whatever and freshwater shrimp and crawfish and then that got my mind so sorry for the sidetrack but what's trips me out what's the difference between a crawdad and a crawfish there is no no difference just the name i mean it's the same thing right same thing crayfish crawfish same thing that's annoying crayfish crawfish crawdad craydad i don't hear craydad very often but yeah it's all the same thing it's just different ways of saying it Hmm. do ducks ever eat crayfish you think or crawfish yeah yeah they have to babies maybe mallards will eat anything yeah mallards will eat whatever anything pintails will eat them yeah i'm well pintails are pretty picky from what i've heard they uh they eat a lot of rice obviously but then they eat um millet they eat the shit out of millet i know that but they're more of like uh aquatic uh, invertebrates is from what I remember. Dude, you know what's kind of weird too is like I don't see any widgeon hardly in Minnesota anymore. No, no, no. Those have had a big increase. So like compared to what, um, that's one of the reasons why, um, I pushed so hard for the widgeon logo, is because growing up that was my favorite duck, because they just did it so hard and they look gorgeous. Yeah, widgeon is so sick. And it was like eight years ago they stopped showing up. 10 right. years ago. Maybe it might have even been 12 years ago. No, Pintails dude, and Widgeon were like unheard my of. My first like three years of hunting, we shot Widgeon. Like consistently we shot Widgeon. Mm. But Not consistently, I wouldn't say. It's like every every, every hunt. third hunt, every fourth hunt maybe, either way. And then the last few years though, I have like maybe every 10, every 15 hunts we shoot one. Those and Pintails have pushed hard back into... That area of Minnesota, yeah, where we are, no. yeah, they used to not. Like, it they took like a huge hiatus from that area. Yeah, it was like weird to see them, and now they're having a resurgence. Too many like, pintails are everywhere. Yeah. Good lord, you can only shoot one. You can only shoot one, but they're everywhere. Don't do that. Yeah, but if you go to Canada, you can shoot eight, and they can be hens. <laughs> Shut up. Get out of here. I'm so... Dude, let's talk duck numbers, I'm bro. I'm like, so let's talk sick of the regulations. Really let's just... So sick of these stupid regulations. Hey, I'm going to fly a plane across this area, and I'm going to take a count of what I see. Yeah. And from that plane ride, I'm going to determine if the duck numbers are up or down. And based on that plane ride, we're going to say how many of each duck that you can kill. Now, is it a guarantee we're going to spook up every duck when we fly over with a plane? No. Is it a guarantee that we're going to know exactly what species they are because we're flying from a plane? No. And who's to say they didn't just move to a different area from what they usually sit in? So you're going to say mallards are down 26%, dude? 26%. Really? I, I get that it's a flawed way to do it, but if it's the same way they've been doing it for 30 years... Then isn't that fine? Well, it just creates, I mean, like what you're essentially talking about, Carter, is like it creates the same, you know, it's controlled experiment. If what you're saying is true, like how can you really figure out the numbers? But it can't be accurate. But if you've been basing your accuracy off of that for 30 years, then I think that your point to that would be that it is accurate. Because it's it's based on the control, you know, like the way that you do it, if that's how you're doing it. But that said, I can I can guarantee you there's a new guy every other year that's going out to do this, right? Can you can you look up how that works and just see like the where survey? they're 
like how they're doing the survey. Are they doing it across North America or are they doing it in just America? Are they also encompassing Canada? Why well, I'm they, sure. Why I'm do sure they not do it off of harvest data? Like set the limits off, off of that. Because you have to report at the end of the year how many of whatever you shot. Yeah, but it's... That's hip, pretty vague, though, the dude. Hip, the hip laws are yeah. super vague, and it doesn't say how many widgeons did you bag. They should be more specific on that. Yeah. It's like, how many ducks did you shoot last year in North Dakota? 11 plus? Yes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, dude, like... like Come on. It's crazy because if they wanted to, they could get way more accurate with it. Yeah, well, that's what right. I'm like saying. they could make it a volunteer system even where you would go on and like report how many ducks you shot. I mean, like no one would do it, but if you made people do it, like remember when we went, was it Kansas where you have to fill out like that whole sheet of like what you shot and whatever? Like that was Louisiana. Okay. So yeah, that was Louisiana. Says they, uh, Fly over 2 million square miles, encompassing the principal breeding areas of North American ducks via airplanes and helicopters. That'd be a sick plane ride. That'd be cool. That'd be so fun. That would be the sickest YouTube video. That'd be cool. Wouldn't it? Oh, it'd be cool. Just like showing the highlights of each place you go to to look at breeding. pretty old. After like hour four. Well, (laughs) you wouldn't show. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Well, I'm not. Say, I'm just saying you're For in the, you in you're the in the airplane. Yeah. You're like, oh, there's another 200. But also, I can think of a lot of worse ways to work, though. Here, here's my thing with this whole thing, and here's why it's annoying to me. And I'm sure there will be a lot of old heads that get pissed off at me. One, I'm terrible at counting large numbers of birds. Definitely. If I go to a field and I go, "Wow, that looks like 30,000 ducks," guaranteed, three people will be like, "Dude." That's 75,000. Or they'll be like, dude, that's 5,000 birds. I'm like, no one knows for sure here. Nobody knows. It's like, how many birds is that exactly flying to that field? Well, count them. Okay. I'll just count 2,000 real quick. So how do they fix that? How do they fix it? Yeah. What would be a better way of getting the data? I don't know, but I can guarantee you those 2,000 ducks flying, you're not going to be able to identify how many of them are pintails versus mallards unless you're within 300 yards of them do they and just, even then it's hard do they just split switch it to the splash limit or whatever it's called where you can shoot four of whatever or three of whatever they oh, we're talking about bag limits yeah oh, i'm i'm i don't really like the splash limit deal i think it's kind of dumb i mean if you did it per day that'd be different but to like do it as the season it's like i can only shoot three ducks a day now and they can be whatever if you could do it day by day, that'd be cool. It's like, I want to go and shoot three pintails today. That's all I want. I want a really nice bull sprig for the wall. And so you go out and shoot three pintails, and you pick which one is the best, and you get that one mounted. And then the next day, you're back to six ducks a day. That'd be cool. Yep. But yeah. I don't know. I think it's just... I think it's just tough because it's like, in my opinion... To get more accurate numbers, like you said, you'd ideally just want to get a lot closer. Like, you'd want to actually see a lot more. And I don't know, man. I think at the end of the day, like what Louisiana does, where you actually have to, like, write in how many you shot of each thing when you leave, you know? I can totally see that being a viable thing that you could do, you know, where you just have people fill out. What did you shoot? It's like reporting a band, you know? Numbers. I mean, as, as long as everything you're doing is legal and ethical, like you're, all you're doing is basically giving them more opportunity to be great, good at conservation. Mm. You know, if we know that we're shooting a shitload of mallards and then we go do the flyby and it does look like mallard numbers are down, right? Then you can put two and two together and now you have data that correlates and you can say, hey, us shooting more mallards is affecting the mallard population Here's how much we should limit people shooting mallards. Let's just, for the next two years, you can only shoot three. You know? And then you're reassessing. Now you're saying, okay, those numbers are down. Oh, look, the mallard numbers are up. And I think what that does, too, is that would give you a lot more data about what else is affecting duck population. Right? Because I think you get a lot of people that especially don't hunt that are going to go around and be like, well, the reason they're down is because, you know, we're killing them every year. Look at how many get shot. And, like, I actually read an article recently that was very much, uh, I would say, leftward-leaning article 
that was about the fact that because duck hunters had killed so many of these birds, you know, that's how the numbers are down. And I just watched um, Our Planet on Netflix, and the last episode is about, part of it is about snow geese. And they have this whole, like, hit piece in there almost, right? On Snowgoose Center? David Attenborough is talking about it. And he's like, almost 250,000 of them have killed every year by hunters. And, like, they did, like, a four or five-minute segment of this Snowgoose part talking about how these birds have to traverse hunting groups all across the North America areas, you know, as they try to move from Alaska back to Mexico. You know, and it's just, like, it's very much written as that. But... We know as conservationist hunters that if we weren't hunting snow geese, they'd be way more fucked. You know, like the way that they reproduce and breed and how many of them there are, they actually kill each other in some instances. Yeah. You know? Well, they just congregate and they get each other sick. But And they there are birds too that get outfed. You know? And so they're too weak to continue on they literally are dying uh, i think it's more of a cholera deal cholera and disease and sickness but um think think about it this way Two hundred fifty thousand get shot every year the last time i looked there was over 14 million snow geese yeah well in this the, in north america this was the contradictory part about it because it was talking about the fact that since their flight has become more commercial farming than it used to be where it was like a lot of like just fields, you know? Now, they are actually, they've doubled their population since commercial farming has taken practice through these areas, right? Mm-hmm. So it was just contradictory. It's like, oh, our our land has provided them the opportunity to double their population. But then we're killing 250,000 of them a year and that's why they're hurting, you know, or whatever. It was just, it was very confusing. Yeah. Well, supposedly they had a a ridiculous hatch this year. Snow geese. Like, one of the best in years. And I'm sure there's somebody listening that's like a snow goose expert that's like, these guys sound like dumbasses. So, listen. Yeah, definitely don't know anything about snows. But there's plenty. I don't think we can even put a dent in them if we tried. Yeah. Yeah, I think the only way it could really hurt a population like that is if we were allowed to shoot them at night with uh, Tannerite. Or some sort of explosive, like if you were to put... Or like punt guns. Like a, a floating raft on their roost with so much oh, C4 yeah. or dynamite and wait till like 2 in the morning. Well, which who the hell would do that? I mean... Well, I, I'm pretty sure that's the only way that you could really truly put a dent in their population. As a hunter, you mean? Just as a species, yeah. Just if they're like, these birds are killing every other type of bird, we need to take them out. This That's probably the best way to do it. Find the most... The biggest roost you can find puts so much explosives on it and just, like, murder them. It's, like, the only way you could kill them. Well, yeah, that's not hunting. That would just be it's murder. not hunting. No, right. yeah. yeah. That's, like, the only way you could really hurt that population. Yeah, who knows? Because they congregate so much in, in such large numbers. But Right. I don't know. Guys, this podcast is brought to you by Migra Ammunitions. You've heard it once. You're going to hear it again. The best stack load out there. The original stack load. OG. Patented stack load it's so good just got a question today about it will the two three stack kill geese but also shred ducks because he was asking will it hurt ducks like Mm. make it so you can't eat them sure and honestly man as long as you're not using triple b or t shot i think you'll be all right yeah you know like the two fours hammer geese the one threes hammer geese as well as ducks without turning them into hamburgers so Love this stuff, especially out of the 20-gauge. The 2-4 stack is unbelievable. Can't wait to show you guys on camera all year. We shot 2-4 all last year. I did, at least. 12-gauge and 20. A lot of 12, actually. And I didn't have any... I didn't have a lot of, you know, situations where I felt like the duck was ruined by any so... No, I've only seen that one time. It was actually... uh, It was Gavin Colas' buddy. Uh, No, it was Gavin. It was Gavin uh, in the Minnesota Timber Hunt video. Dude, raked a teal or a wood duck so hard that the eye came popping out. He was shooting double B at close range at a teal or a wood duck. I'm just like, oh, my God. It's bad. You're insane. So that's like one of the few times. It was like at 15 feet. Just hammered it as soon as he touched the water. I'm like, oh, my God. Bad. Dog brought it back. There's hardly anything left. (laughs) 
Yeah. Great. It's fucked up. So anyway, go check out Migra. They have online retailers so that you can go and buy their shelves. A lot of people have been having troubles buying the shelves. So go to Migra.com and find a retailer near you and go get you some. Hell yeah. So anyway, the whole reason why that got brought up about duck numbers and all that is I went to the state fair yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And uh, went and talked to the main editor of Outdoor News in Minnesota, which is a big deal. And Steve Carney is a friend of my dad's. He's an editor. He's a big fisherman and wants me to take him duck hunting. It's like, mm, I don't know. Take me fishing <laughs> and maybe I'll take you duck sure, hunting. Sure, sure. And uh, started talking to this guy, and he's like, yeah, well, if you read the outdoor news, you'd know that mallards are down 26%. And then we started talking about this whole thing back and forth. Oh, I was yeah. like, but you can't accurately say there's 1.2 million mallards. You can't accurately say that. He's like, well, they fly the planes. I'm like, I know. He's like, well, the brood numbers are down, but the numbers of ducks in the brood are up. And I'm like, this is so annoying. Is the numbers up or down? Like the minus overall is down. 26% overall down. Find that very hard to believe. And how will that affect our hunting this year? You know, are we going to have less young, dumb ducks? From what or, is, from or are we going to have migrating ducks all year because they're old enough and they know what they're doing? I don't know. From what we saw in North Dakota, the duck numbers are not down. No. <laughs> it was insane. Immaculate. I In all the years I've been going early season, that's some of the best numbers of ducks I've ever seen. Yeah. It was a lot. Everywhere. Every <laughs> slew. Packed with teal, mallards, pintail, widgeon. There were a lot of pintails. It's weird, too, because, like, <clears throat> I think at the end of the day, when we were having a lot of rain and water early in the year here in Minnesota, I saw a lot of ducks here. You know? In the spring? Oh, yeah, dude. Up by where I live, man, there was ducks everywhere joe like mm. it was it blew my mind actually i remember like driving through with annie too a few times and there was just a bunch of essentially like ditches and stuff you know on either side of us that had filled and flooded out with oh, water that stayed from last year's yeah snow. yeah oh and dude there was so many ducks dude do you remember when you were driving to my house and on that back road that whole area that whole field was flooded like a lake mm -hmm. dude every day binoculars out the window so many ducks in there, dude. Mm. Crazy. Now, obviously, that all dried up, and you know these ducks found other places to go. Right, but, but they man. but they didn't breed in that in those conditions. That was just in the spring, right? Yeah, it was just in the spring, but it lasted probably till like early ish summer. Mm. But either way, it was it was crazy. I mean, there was a ton of them here, <clears throat> and I just don't know like. What does that say for the rest of the country? I don't know. You know, what does the South look like? Like, I don't know what the South looks like right now in terms of what they saw from what they're used to. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I've never been in the South in the spring. But from what we saw up here, it didn't seem like we we're... Is that why you feel, though, that that number is just wrong? Just because of what you saw? Yeah. I mean, everywhere I've traveled into, like, a really rural area, dude... The amount of ducks I've seen is crazy. The amount of geese I've seen this year is crazy. This is the earliest I've seen geese fly and feed in since years. I was just talking to Paul Heigl about it, talking about the wheat field across the field from my house. It's just mm -hmm. like they're going to be here in like 30 minutes. He's like, well, how how are they coming? Like how many groups? And I was like, they're coming in big groups, like 30. He's like, really? They're not coming in family groups of five? I was like, no. So I don't know if they're just like molts or if they're non-breeding geese mm. that just joined up with each other and they're coming from larger lakes and this is one of the only places they can feed. But it was like the last week of July. They were flying two miles yeah. to eat. I'm like, what? I've never seen that. Or at least since I started paying more attention to it. I just don't remember geese flying that early in such large groups. Yeah, so, generally smaller groups for sure. And maybe I'm just, it's just in our area or the areas that I've gone. That's but the tough part. They're the main breeding areas. Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, Wisconsin. I went over there earlier this year. There are ducks everywhere in Wisconsin. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, do you, do you really know? Yeah. Because this seems like record duck numbers to me. 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either, man. I mean, obviously, it's tough to say because I don't know. I don't know what the rest of the country looks like, but from what we've seen, like you said, it's been fine. It's not like they dropped our regulations or anything, no. but it's just I feel like they just they want to put more rules on our sport. Obviously, why? Yeah. Why, dude? Hunting's fa- they don't they don't like hunting in this country that much anymore. Yeah, seems like it at least hurts my soul. It's pretty sad. Makes um, me want to buy property <coughs> and just move away. <coughs> you know, just want to get out of here. I want to get out of Minnesota. Just yeah. go somewhere where people can't tell me what to do. Obviously, I'm not going to turn into a poacher or anything, but it's like, just don't tell me just what to do. want a little do. more freedom. One more freedom. I think we'd all use a little more freedom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, man, let's change this sad topic of duck regulations a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to really quick bring up another great sponsor we have, Onyx. Onyx Hunt, you can use our discount code. MWF thir- 20. Yep. MWF 20? Yep. 20% off your elite membership, which gets you a bunch of other discounts on other things too. And I know for a fact, I can tell you guys, one of the things that Joey and I use on X4 is as we do our duck opener boat drive, all lights completely off, and we are guided by Onyx to where we are going to be hunting. So absolutely love it. And you guys should check it out. You will not be disappointed that you got it. And I don't even know how you hunt without it actually right now. So true. Um, dude, I was thinking about this because duck season is upon us. <clears throat> I was just kind of doing, you ever do those daydreams where you just dream up like such a sweet hunt or like a hunt maybe that you had that you just want to recreate, you know, okay. you start just thinking about like, what's the perfect day of hunting for you? Like if you just get to like dream up, like right now, like what are you just looking forward to? You know, like the, the hunt itself and then maybe post hunt stuff. Like what's your favorite thing to do post hunt? I can tell you what I know. One of your favorite things would be. You love French toast. Oh, diner. like some diner toast? Diner toast. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Give, me, give me some Western Minnesota diner with <sighs> some old dude asking me too many questions. Yep. But also give me like the side eye like he doesn't trust me. Seven bucks, way too much food. Yeah. No, French getting, toast is always more so expensive good. now. Yeah. But yeah, dude, give me some really good diner breakfast. Just I'm going to gorge myself. And they go, well, it comes with two eggs. Give me four. Yeah. Give me four. Extra anymore. How many pieces of bacon? Uh, two. Give me four. <laughs> you know, just give me yeah. more than I want to go into a coma. Yeah. Water hunt. Water hunt or field hunt? Are you water asking hunt. me right yeah. now? Um, obviously, a water hunt. So like water what hunt. Carter and I did last year, that was pretty fun for me. Yeah. It was scary. Don't get me wrong. But like once I realized that we're not going to die, I was fine. Yeah. But just like a super windy, super messed up, lost a bunch of decoys on the big water, and then we're literally about to give up, have like a dozen and a half, two dozen decoys in the boat, and I'm like, you know what? No. And we're going to this little back channel, and then we smacked the rest of my limit. Felt so good. Tell me that wasn't dope. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. The back channel sounds sick. It was sick. Up to that part. There was little sumac trees in the way, and so it was hard for him to get focused on shit. Yeah. But- Dude, it was so much fun just like picking and choosing and Did you hit a diner? Uh, we did. Yeah, middle. Did yeah. you? Yeah, of course we hit a diner, dude. Nice, dude. Did you get French toast? See that? So it's <laughs> think I got this outside of diner food? I don't think so. I think this was so, hard. <laughs> Come on. So you think so you're basically bacon. saying your perfect your perfect hunt scenario is like Little backwater water yeah. scenario, little, then hit a little yeah. French toast and then nap. No, I don't nap. Okay, I don't. Nap. You just like you do like the old movie on a couch. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, like I swordfish like or something. Swordfish. Give me like a give me like a tombstone. And the oh, reason yeah. the reason why I say tombstone, Carter's never seen it, of course, because he's a narc. But absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Tombstone? No, narc. So. <laughs> There's such good action and such good acting in that movie, but there's also such bad acting in that movie. Yeah. Like the random part where the actress is like, oh, I love you, Wyatt Your wife's a bitch, but I'm fun and I'm cute. I'm not addicted to cough syrup. Yeah. Like that whole scene is like 20 minutes. Like, Too long. Bore me. I'm either fast forwarding it 
or I pass out. Yeah. Which is perfect. Then you hear. Yeah. So you do nap. Just you wake up. Yeah. It's like five minutes at a time. Yeah. 10 minute naps. 10 of them in a row. Yeah. Unreal. You should probably watch that on Duck Opener though. Dude, I'll tell you what though. I was going to, I'll set the stage for mine a little bit. Pretty close to what you want to do. I want to hunt water. Love hunting a little backwater. Scented lotion. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Make sure I wear nothing but waders. Get out there. Mm. Um, Do the hunt though. Diner. I'm a biscuits and gravy guy or like a chicken fried steak guy. I know you're not into that, but that's my thing. I like biscuits and gravy, but chicken fried steak is Chicken fried steak is awesome. So anyway, I would have one of those things probably if it's on the menu or eggs benedict i'm not a big sweets breakfast guy but you don't so get eggs benedict at a small town diner. not at a diner biscuits no. and gravy you do get though yeah but with you, scrambled eggs you get eggs benedict at like a, a granite city wow i wouldn't red stone i wouldn't order anything at granite city personally but <laughs> it's not that bad <laughs> they got good brunch okay they got good brunch. yeah if you're from st cloud you like granite city never been yikes arc <laughs> anyway the only um, reason why we pay carter is just to trash unbelievable <laughs> okay and then though i'm going back right and i'm gonna do i'm gonna do what you like to do i love the nap now for me if it's possible and there's a great football game on i'm in but movie wise there's i could literally every time we duck hunt i could watch rambo first blood after every duck hunt that one will put you to sleep if you've seen oh, it more than yeah. 10 times. It's a perfect nap movie. Except for I always I always wake up at the rats crawling on his back part. Yeah, yeah. Every time. <laughs> yeah, <they're gasps> like, it's gross. That's disgusting. Never seen it? Nope. Narc. Hey, you know what? Actually, you know what we're going to do? We need to make a narc button. No, we don't. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. We're having a narc button for sure. No, I think we just need to keep saying it. Narc. Because how would we... Carter, hit the narc button. <laughs> narc. So narc. Funny. Yeah. Or there, it would be cool if we could figure out a way... Oh, I know what we can do, bro. Bluetooth to our phones and make the sound on our phones, then nice. we can play it. The Bluetooth on the road. I actually really like that idea. Yeah, narc. <laughs> We're going to make one. We'll make one. Hey, man, I really I really like that idea. Yeah. Your guys' ideal hunt sound no bueno. I want to hear your ideal hunt, you narc. <laughs> Holding a camera? No. Loser. No, tell me tell me your ideal hunt, Carter, for real. And then I want to hear post-hunt scenario, too. November? Say some fucking millennial-ass movie. <laughs> All right, Cal. Sorry. November, 45 degrees. Yeah. Cornfield. Afternoon, about 3 p.m. Gets dark at like 4.30 around then. I mm-hmm. think. Smash mallard tornadoes just coming in. No geese, just mallards coming into spinners. That's a good day. In layouts. Yep. Wow. That sounds sick too, dude. Yep. And I then afterwards, that. football. Doesn't matter if it's a good game or not. It's football. Yeah. Yeah. And your favorite meal. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> What's your favorite meal? Uh no, you tell me like your a- <laughs> no, tell me your favorite meal and don't lie to me, dude. You sound like a you look. You're a tater tot hot dish guy. No, you, you look like a a big soggy bowl of buckwheat. <laughs> I've never had that. I porridge. That you nope. look like a porridge guy. All right. What's your favorite meal? Uh, I mean, fajitas. That's a good one. I fucking knew. I was gonna guess enchiladas. That was never had one. Holy shit. Narc. Fajitas. Very good. absolute narc. But <laughs> never had enchilada, Joe. You had an enchilada. <laughs> On the way back from North Dakota, didn't you? Tacos. Oh. Narc. But anyway. We've been <laughs> eating a lot of enchiladas at work, actually. Oh, enchiladas are Teresa's. Oh, yep. Off of 100. Not the, not the best. Not, not the bad, best, though. But really good okay. lunch. Fastest food I've ever ordered at a restaurant mm. every time. You can't even get a quarter done with the chips and salsa. Unreal. It's like five minutes. Not even, dude. Four minutes. It's steaming hot. Like... <laughs> I'm going to finish eating my chips for five minutes before I touch that. For sure. They just go, oh, okay. Now, as fast as you can. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So you've heard us talk about it before, and we're going to say it again. What? Exactly. That's the problem here. Uh, 
this podcast is brought to you by Sound Gear, which is an important thing for you to have if you want to continue to hear and rely on that that sense that you've that God given sense that you want to maintain. It's one of the few things that you use in life, importantly. And now you can get customs by calling 855-483-1809. Now, if you didn't write that down, it's going to be on the YouTube banner. But if you call that number, it's the Midwest Flyways Sound Gear number. Gets you 200 bucks off a pair of custom fits. Okay? And they just take care of it. So it's got a whole thing. You're going to hear from somebody that's going to tell you where to go and get fitted and whatever. Otherwise, you can get 125 bucks off Instant Fits by using code FLYWAYS. Super easy. So protect your hearing on us. Get a discount on it. And you won't regret it. Uh, Joey, before we wrap this thing up here, do you have any new or interesting things that you're looking forward to trying this year or that you're interested in trying out? Yeah. No, I'm I'm very excited to finish that pontoon blind whenever you're going to help me with it mm-hmm. and finish it up. Cool. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, very excited to park it on a spot and possibly trailer it to other places and try having this giant mobile duck blind. Does it have water. a trailer for it? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a sketchy trailer. Sure. And I also don't really want to... Like, we'd have to keep the grass on, so I feel like we'd have to tarp the whole thing, and then it'd be a sale. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's a Is tough Is it going to stay in the winter? Or are we going to yeah. take it out? Yeah, so my dad told me that the pontoons are more buoyant than the, the water. So when ice forms, it will push it above the ice, or barely any of the pontoons will be frozen in the ice, so it won't damage them. Mm. But at the same time, if the guy lets me leave it there, it doesn't matter. Sure. As long as they don't get damaged. Right. Well, as long as it doesn't sink. Yeah. Really. But I don't see it sinking. Are you seeing that spot being like a good low spot or are you thinking that's going to be like a morning thing or just kind of a Well, whatever? it's like a late morning deal. Sure. Yeah. It's a yeah. Wolf. Yeah. So it's kind of like a roost, but at the same time, if you don't shoot in the large flocks, you won't ruin it True. type of a yeah, deal. Yeah. So um, I'm pretty excited to see if I can't lease it up and then... Um, experiment with it yeah because i've always felt like our hide has never been very good on it and then when i brought the sneak boat on it out on it game changer because i was so hidden it made a big difference oh my god like night and day yeah and that's the other thing was utilizing that sneak boat yeah i'm so excited to use that (laughs) that thing's sick dude yeah i just wish it was a two-man it's a beaver tail right Beaver tail stealth twelve hundred or something like that, so it's it's perfect for me. It's right. like it's hard for me to get the dog in there and whatever, so I'd have to park near some sort of like landmass to put the dog on there. But then the dog's exposed and yeah, whatever. I think what would be really sick is to have a two man sneak boat, so you can bring someone else out there with you, or have the dog in the other side, and yeah, have a dog box on the back or something. I don't know. I kind of want to get one, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be fun if we could just go do sneak boat hunts. Right. So I'd like to get one. I don't know if I'd put, uh, like, a mud motor on mine or not. Maybe just get, like, can you put a trolling motor on them? I don't know. I feel like you could. Yeah. I feel like you could. I'll look into it just because it'd be we'd something that I already have, you know, so easy to just hook up, and then I could buy just a sneak boat. Right, but then you have to have a battery in there. Yeah thing will move around and it's a lot smaller than a mud you'll motor. pull it out but yeah like a mud motor is independent sure just hanging out the back you're saying mm-hmm. not inside the boat yeah i don't know man we'll see look around at it there's gotta be a way to like mount a battery on a fucking sneak boat you know probably i mean it's not on it it's in it yeah i'm saying i wonder if there's a way that i could mount it like on the back of the sneak boat you, you want to put holes in it in the sneak boat <laughs> yeah you no. want to put holes in that bad boy? <laughs> no. Because I couldn't believe how stable that thing was. It was actually kind of weird. That's what I was wondering. How like, stable how it stable was. really is. Very. I've never hunted out of one. It was incredibly stable. Can you it was, stand in it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Really? No problem. I think it's it's so wide on the water that it kind of suctions to it. That's the it's only crazy. thing I can... Like way was, more than like a canoe or a kayak? Not even close. Okay. Not even close. Yeah. It's like you're standing on a piece of plywood that's floating. 
crazy. It's weird. That's so weird. It's weird. But, um, yeah, I need to... I think the blind that came with it was bad, so I think I'm going to buy a new one this year and then add bungees to it so that yeah. it can hold more grass in the areas. It's just because the blind straps on it suck. So if I can really make it better, I will. Yeah. So I'm very excited to use that. There's a spot... Uh, it's actually a pretty decent ways away here where you can dump in off the road and take it to a lake that's private, but you're accessing it from, like, you know, the whole you can float a canoe in it, you're good. Sure. And it's with well within 33 feet of the center line. And so I'm really excited to bring it out there and see what I can do. That'd be really cool. Oh, yeah, that's sick. Super cool. So I'm, I mean... Pretty much anything is possible with it. If you, like, take a canoe out there, then you have to, like, move the canoe, and if it touches dry land, technically you're trespassing. So, like, do you hunt from the canoe? Do you hide it somewhere completely away from your decoy spread? Like, what do you do? Yeah. Sneak boat will handle all of that shit. Another thing... I'm excited to do that. Another thing I think it could be sweet for, too, is, like, the solo hunts, if you wanted to go to, like, North Dakota or South Dakota or, like, somewhere local, you know? If you're going to go out there for a day or two, even by yourself or, or with like one buddy or something, I've always thought it'd be super nice just to have the ability to go and hunt some of these sloughs without having to necessarily walk to the, all the spots. I've just felt like there's spots in North Dakota that I've seen or, you know, Wisconsin, whatever, where you're like, man, if I just had a boat and could cross right here, like that, that other corner would be way cooler, mm-hmm. you know, but like walking all the way around it or whatever, Sometimes isn't even possible, just depending on how long the slew is. And right, no yeah. that that sneak boat dude is a one person deal. Yeah, because with Riley in there, if I oh, went I faster mean, yeah, than like two miles an hour, like a buddy like, could do it. But if two guys had sneak boats, you know, yeah. that's what that was. I I think that's the way to do it. Yeah, if like each person had their own sneak boat, you each carry a dozen decoys and like a spinner. Oof, you do sick. some fucking damage. Hell yeah. Do some damage. I'm pumped this year, dude. I think this, I'm hoping this year I'll have a chance to hunt over just DSDs. I'd like to hunt one one time this year where it's, you know, not a mix, where it's just straight up just a DSD spread and see if there's truly a difference in it and how it works. And Yeah, dude. It's going to blow your mind. Yeah, I'm pumped. Well, Carter, Carter saw it on opener. I mean, that's opener. Right. But like. Normally, geese don't work that well on opener. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a just DSC spread, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was like 30, 33. Yeah. And it, the spread looked disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks so realistic, man. Oh, yeah. just little family groups of fours and fives and then a couple of pairs doing their own thing. Like they, once we moved it away from our, our A-frame, it was way too close. I mean, it's classic. You set it up in the morning and then sunlight comes up yeah, and you're like, like, oh, 15 no. 15 yards away from your... It's like 15 away. feet, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're moving hay bales and setting up an A-frame, and it's like, where do we put these? It's like, I don't know. Put them yeah. wherever you want. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter. It really doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm pumped. But you wanted so, to hunt with, like, less decoys this year? I think so, too, yeah. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I just think we throw... I don't know. This is just my opinion, but I would like to, just for the sake of feeling it out, think a lot of people send out everything they got like a lot of decoys and i would be interested to know if there truly is going to be a big difference you know from putting out 100 decoys to like 250 decoys it's like what sean was saying and and with the resurgence of silhouettes in the last eight years six yeah. years everyone has decoys now a lot of spread. everyone's throwing big out spread. big spreads and back in the day everyone was using a lay down blind or layout blind and they were putting their shit right in the middle of the decoys. Then A-frames came back. Everyone's on the field edge. You know, mm-hmm. not as many people are hunting layouts. And so I think it's just that evolution. That back of and like, forth, the cycles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think you're right. I think we're going back into the cycle of less decoys and realistic, realistic. full bodies. Yeah. You know, and I think it's going to kill. I know it's going to kill. Yeah. It's just, especially with the people in your area, like seriously, Sean gave me such an epiphany where it's like, if I traveled anywhere other than Minnesota, we killed the shit out of honkers, just killed them. It's like, wow, these geese are dumb. It's like, no, we're just doing something different than what those people, the locals are doing. Sure. Yeah. 
You know, you go out to BFE, North Dakota, and you set up a thousand decoys. I guarantee you a lot of the locals aren't there, aren't setting a thousand decoys like we do here in Minnesota. Right. So obviously they're going to be like, wow, this is new. I'm going to go check it out. Dead. Crazy. You know, and then people come here from that area and they murder the shit out of geese because they're only setting out four dozen full bodies. Different, essentially. You know, it's just what's different. Don't be the same as everyone else. So. Crazy. Try to set out a thousand socks. Lay under them. Right. Yeah, that's an interesting thought, too. <clears throat> Play around with that. But Well, thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Make sure you check us out in other channels. Leave us a review. Leave us a review. Thank you, Carter. Makes me laugh every Solid. time. <laughs> hey, let us know what you guys want to hear about. But, you know, one more thing. 